spiritual states. Hello everyone, hello Dr. Michael Lightman, hello, we're continuing our series of talks, spiritual states, and today we'd like to talk about a state, very unique state called silence. If we look at human life, then most of the time we're silent, we keep quiet. Each, well, it's different for everyone, but if we look at it in general, most of his life a person is silent. And we'd like to ask, what is the spiritual root of silence? Well, probably we can express our emotions if we need to express them to someone. We can transmit them time, by impulse. I personally don't see anything bad about silence. To the contrary, silence is golden, as it says, and silence is a sign of wisdom, a sign of inner work, inner reflection, when a person uh, is engaged in their scrutiny. So silence is good. It's better than chitter-chatter. Can we say that silence is, um, that it is the communication of information? Could be. Depends what kind of silence. In spirituality, what is silence or talk? Because in the spiritual world, a person doesn't have a physical body, so how do people talk? How do they exchange information? Exchange of information in the spiritual world is with the help of the transition of emotions, feelings, but not necessarily verbally. Mm, maybe even without opening your mouth, without using any facial expressions. Simply a person wants to act without any external. He wants to influence someone without any external impressions. And this is what happens. So in the spiritual world, there are also concepts like talk and silence. Yeah. So we can silently communicate with the Creator or we can talk to Him. Yeah. What's the difference? I'll tell you, the difference is that sometimes we had such lessons with my teacher, Thirubash, where about 15, 20 students got together we sat around the table, and suddenly he says, Today, let's be silent. Let's be quiet. And we all closed our mouths. We could close our eyes or not close our eyes, doesn't matter. And we were silent. This kind of silence was usually around an hour and a half or two. And it wasn't hard. To the contrary, internally, you're as if talking to everyone 
throughout it, and you know you have such drives exploding inside of you, and on the outside, everyone's silent. Yeah, but most of the time, a person talks to himself. Who does he talk to? His ego, his what? Who's inside there at the upper force? How can I dif- distinguish that I'm talking to myself, that I'm talking to the Creator? Can I? It's whatever you imagine to yourself. It could be closer or more distant relatives, parents, creator, good force, bad force, doesn't matter. Whatever you imagine to yourself, that is what you talk to. This is what you're in communication with. But were there no breaks, but only sounds, talk, we couldn't hear each other. Therefore, breaks or pauses are important. Yeah, it's very interesting to see it on the TV on TV shows when you have a few politicians that get together, talk shows, and they all talk together, don't hear each other, and you simply have noise. It's characteristic of them. Ordinary people, nonetheless, they communicate in a way that they allow the other person to express themselves somehow, meaning they already have some kind of respect towards the other person. So a break or talk, it's like inhale and exhale, meaning it's impossible to all the time exhale. These are necessary elements. And so I'd like to ask, on a Kabbalistic meal, many times silence is used. I know also um, with Kabbalists from ancient times, they also use this element called silence. How does it differ from meditation? We talk, only it's not verbal, it's without opening your mouth. We respond, communicate, we agree, disagree, we're in disputes or in some kind of discussions. It all happens without emitting anything out of yourself, uttering anything. So not to just imagine some kind of white light, narrow down your worldview to some dot, but it's an ordinary conversation, only it's internal. Yeah, and it has an impact. You influence each other, and this influence gradually somewhere expresses itself. What's the use? The use is that it's a method where you don't stand in anyone's way and no one stands in your way. And you can talk at any speed, saying whatever to each other. And with that, to excellently start understanding the results of these kinds of talks of yours, I'm in favor of people communicating this way. Word is a force. Can we say that silence is a force? You bet. It is especially expressed in the family. When the wife, for example, is silent, and the husband can't provoke her to talk in any way. She's silent. Is that not a force? I don't know, I didn't try, but it's hard to disagree. So she wants to say something by her silence. It's a way of transmitting information. Very powerful one. 
Or when someone doesn't want to talk to you all together, you know, like a boycott. Yeah. Um, when does a person need to talk, speak, and when does he need to be silent in his spiritual development? Are there certain periods? In a person's spiritual development, a person needs to communicate, relate, and as much as possible, even to say constantly with the Creator. Meaning to all the time be in contact with the Creator. I to the Creator, and He to me. And I need to be on this line of communication all the time, tuned into it all the time. And all the rest of the sorts of communication with friends from the group with whom we're doing the spiritual work together, it depends on the measure in which we can really be connected um, in a productive way and are not to stand in each other's way. So we need to talk to the Creator all the time, and with the friends you can also be silent from time to time. Yeah. There's this saying that if you talk to the Creator, then it's good. But if the Creator talks to you, then you need to turn to the doctors. So, is there such a thing where the Creator talks to you, hear some voice or something? No, no, that's also true. In the wisdom of Kabbalah, there's room for that too. Ah, it does exist. Of course. But the voice of the Creator, it's not a voice. It's a feeling that you're receiving some kind of external influence. How clearly can a person say that this is how it is? Because many people feel that, so how do you check? You can't check that you're not in some kind of illusions. No one can check it in any way. It only depends on the measure in which a person correctly envisions his connection to the Creator. There's this concept where people keep quiet, uh, the oath of silence. Why? What for? Because people understood long ago that silence is much more important, is a much more important expression for a person than some kind of talk. And therefore, it's always said that if talk costs 100, for example, then silence costs 200, meaning more. Well, you know, roughly put. I don't exactly remember how it's said, but if it's this one is silver, then the other is gold. Silence is gold. I agree completely. But an oath of silence, what is that? What, to talk is a sin? Yeah, yeah, when a person takes upon himself the oath of silence, and that's it, shuts up and doesn't talk for a year or two or for however long. There are those that don't speak their entire life. There are these two. It's not bad at all, you know. So, because in principle there's nothing to talk about. If we don't talk but think instead of talking, then suddenly we understand that we can excellently 
make everything work out without talk. So it would be good if people wouldn't talk a world without talk. Yeah, well, not totally everyone, including everyone, because still we have kids, we have uh, our wives, uh, co-workers, but in general, were we able to limit ourselves to not chitter-chatter, not to have idle talks, then that would have been really good. What's more preferable, to tell a person the truth to his face or stay silent? To keep silent is always better. In the book of Zohar it says that one who's reading in the book of Torah, one reads and the other is silent. If two read in the Torah, they diminish the faith above. Meaning it explains that it's the good and evil um, inclination, that only that when one of them is silent can you read the Torah, otherwise you can't. What does it mean? Well, it means that when only one force works in a person, then it is clear to him the reason, the process, the outcome, and then that teaches him. It leads him somewhere. And if he doesn't understand the difference between these two sides of his existence, then, of course, he can't scrutinize the truth or the opposite. So, uh, if one is reading, then the other needs to keep silent. It's uh, okay. I understand. Several times you said that a word is silver and silence is gold. Kabbalists of all generations talked about it. They tried to keep silent in order not to utter something that is not ripe yet, so to speak. What can be revealed that can harm people, mankind? Why were they so careful? Well, the thing is that each has their own faith. Each has their own path in life. And you can't interfere. Uh, One person cannot interfere in what the other person does. Every person needs to choose their own path, their deeds, analyze them, and decide what to do next. And if from all sides you listen to different advice, like what we have today, like it pours on your head from all the sorts of media like we have nowadays, then surely... All this advice and actions, they only limit a person and doesn't lead to anything good. What kind of information the Kabbalists had throughout the generations that they were silent? What were they silent about and how could it harm others? They had absolutely all information. What was hidden from them? That Kabbalah is a science that develops ancient Kabbalists. They were immersed in all the secrets of nature, so much so that today you don't even have such Kabbalists. So what were those secrets that you couldn't disseminate and should keep quiet about them? Same secrets as today? Can you tell us one of them? Just one. That there is none else besides the Creator. 
что в мире есть только одна сила, да? That in the world there's just one force. Yes, and you couldn't reveal that, right? Because people wanted to have many different forces. Yeah, that's what they invented themselves. So the ancient Greeks, it would have been really, you know, insulting to them that there's just one force. You know, what would they do if they'd have nothing else to do? You remember ancient Greece, how many different idols they had. You know, every village had their own museum. So people were on such a developmental degree that they could not accept that there's just one force. They saw that there are many forces in the world, and so it was forbidden to reveal it to them, and that's why the Kabbalists kept silent. Yeah? Okay, one more thing, that there are many different quotes, like, for example, that uh, silence guards is wisdom's guard. Meaning what? That when a person's silent, then he keeps his wisdom. He doesn't waste it. And if he chitter-chatters, then all the wisdom gradually floats out of him into the air and you need to understand that silence is always better. Always. In the world there is nothing such that would be worthwhile talking about. Better to keep quiet. It's always better to keep quiet. Yeah, but still, what is a person given the ability to talk for? And or to keep his tongue behind his teeth and say only what's necessary. So it's like a person's given freedom of choice. He can say what's necessary. He can say different other things. It's better to keep quiet about the other things. There's one more quote by Menachem Mendel from Kotsk. There's no greater outcry than silence. Than silence. Than quiet. What does it mean? That if a person needs to say something, he, he needs to say something, but instead of that, he keeps silent. We accept his silence as something very important. Were people to keep quiet, then would the world be a better place? Cleaner. We litter the world with our chitter-chatter. Can we say that talk is a kind of communication, but because we relate to life in such, with such emptiness to what others say, to what we say, that our attitude towards life is so empty, then we all the time chitter-chatter, but we need to keep more quiet. But it's because of our egoistic nature. Yeah. The more humanity will, the closer humanity will come to its correction, to revealing the upper force, the less we'll need talk. Yeah. And what eventually, 
as Bala Salaam writes that in the last generation, in the writings of the last generation, when most of the people in the world will already be in the quality of bestowal, the quality of the Creator, then turns out that people will stop communicating altogether. They will communicate only in different ways. I don't think that they'll talk. They'll think and their thoughts will be transmitted. They'll somehow express themselves in more concrete ways. In a more compressed way. You spent much time with your teacher. Did you talk a lot? Keep quiet. Only if I asked something, he'd answer. If I didn't ask, he'd keep quiet. And we we spent lots of time together with our eyes shut, not saying anything to each other. These are the best hours. So you couldn't simply start talking to him about something. I could. But I understood that it needs to be something serious. And this is how we need to relate to everyone else, then probably, than if you talk about something, then only about something serious, or better keep quiet. Yeah, this is a correct attitude toward time, the world, everything. Okay, thank you very much for these scrutinies. Until next time, all the best. All the best.